I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way into something and something in West Side Story. Jellicle cats like jellicles do, jellicles and the sharks. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and... Gino, why do you lie to me? I like to be in America, son in America. Officer Krabke, Duncan, and Anna. And that was my rendition of West Side Story. Thank you. I didn't know what was happening, but I, I was vibing with it. <laughs> I know uh, what, I know about two lines from most of the West Side Story songs, but like only two of them. Oh. And right. I say well, I am bringing up West Side Story because... I was going to say, that's not 2007. <laughs> no, but what is 2007 is the film Bring It On, In It to Win It, which is... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, It is a send-up to West Side Story specifically for some reason. This is a cheerleading competition teen movie. Yes. That takes the archetype of West Side Story and sets it in Universal Studios Orlando, Florida. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. Was the Universal I knew you'd get a kick out of that whole part, yeah. Yeah, bro! I fucking love Universal. I love Universal. I spent, I have like 27 notes that all just say I miss Universal with a sad face. I love. What about the movie itself? Fuck the movie. movie? I did not care for the movie at all. (laughs) (laughs) This, I I can already tell that uh, we're going to get some stark opinions with some listeners here. Because a lot of people do love this movie and they think fondly of it. But I'm sorry, guys. It's Poopoo Garbo. Poopoo Garbo. And it yeah, is. I know per- personally, I, I recognize straight off the bat, I know that this movie is not made for my demographic in the slightest. Nope. I understand that. Nope. I, I li- we, we watched Bratz, so I already know like come on, that I'm outside in the demographic. But even still, jokes made and the lines that were said in this movie age so poorly that you can't just rely on it being like not my demographic well have you ever seen the other bring it on movies i i I, it's like a fever dream i know some scenes like i said before uh when we just started watching the movie i thought the ending was gonna have rihanna in a music video (laughs) and it turns out that's part of a different bring it on movie i don't remember watching it but i knew that rihanna was in it so See, maybe I watched it. I don't know. When you said that, when you said something about like how the competition is ending in a Rihanna movie, in a Rihanna music video, I was like, 
I have memory of this. And also, when you texted me that we were that you were like we should do bring it on today, my brain was like, "Oh, we're doing bring it on all or nothing." To the point where I typed in when I was doing research and I was like, "Oh, I was about to text you and be like, "CJ, that movie came out in 2006." No, I just had bring it on all or nothing in my head for some reason. And that's the Rihanna one. And I don't think I've ever that's seen Rihanna. it. See, I wouldn't even know. That's like with the the naming of their movies, it's so confusing which it. one's which. I think I've only seen the first Bring It On um, in middle school, I think, was probably when I watched it. And that was the last okay. time I ever watched it. I remember liking it, um, but I don't I don't really remember a lot of a lot about it. Um, sure. Yeah. I had to watch I watched a, a a reviewer who reviewed the first movie, um, and she was a cheerleader and it was like real cheerleader watches whatever bring it on and i was like this will refresh my memory um it really didn't because she focused more on the cheerleading moves which i feel like i should have expected in that kind of video (laughs) but i also learned that i know nothing about cheerleading for those out there that uh remember fondly of the bring it on series i i would say that i am with you in the boat like when i think back at dodgeball in my head, I love Dodgeball. It is a fantastic movie. If I were to watch it now, I'm kind of scared to see how bad it aged. But Dodgeball's not say, a 2007 movie, is it? Dodgeball is earlier. Oh, it is darn. a bit earlier. But darn. it's in the same regard, I assume, with people with Bring It On, that they, you know, it's nostalgic at that yeah. time. Uh, we, did, we did, we did uh, two sports comedies in a row. We have. Yeah. And this is our third, I believe, that we've had sport competition movies. Um, is it our third? I think so. Blades of Blades of Glory, Balls of Fury, and Bring It On. Bring It On. Three Bs! That is. You're right. The three Bs of three sports comment- competition Bs. movies of 2007. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it means. I just think it's a weird dink. Um, Yeah, so it's a sports comedy film about... Uh, two rival cheerleading squads that are competing to be in a competition against another camp that's also competing to be in a comp- to be in a, a different competition in Universal Studios, Florida. I have a lot of questions off the bat, dude. I don't get I don't get it. I don't get cheerleading. I don't get cheerleading at all, dude. I don't it, get it, it. Think of it. Are you familiar with the Pitch Perfect series? Unfortunately. I'm not a big fan of them. So I, I think it's similar into that retrospect where they are competing to become the American team for when they go overseas and have like the world tournament. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I just don't, but I'm just confused about cheerleading in general because I was watching it and I was like, oh, they're just dancing. It's just, it's just like with more acrobatics, which I'm learning is that's just what cheerleading is. But then I watched this YouTube video with this girl who was a real cheerleader and she's like watching these moves and I'm like, wow, that's so amazing. And she's like, oh, that was terrible. I can't believe she did that. And I'm like, God, this is such an intense sport. I don't understand any of it. And and I, everybody's flying in the air and I'm very nervous for everyone. Everybody's dangerous. Um, and I don't understand anybody's routines. And then they're like, oh, we're going to bring the choreographer in. So, Alexa, uh, yes. nervous was an emotion that you were feeling by watching them fly in the air? Yes, yes, yes. That's hilarious. No, I was so nervous. You were feeling because... nervous for them? Yeah, because I don't know what 
look like what did they fall dude some I, of them did fall some of them did fall and i didn't care for that and i didn't care for that and again this youtube girl was like oh you know most most of the time like a lot of those like things if you fall like it's not really that big of a deal because it looks like it's a lot higher than it actually is and i'm like girl that one girl there was one girl in that like last competition scene where she looked like she was being thrown 10 feet in the air while she was flipping around it makes me very nervous i didn't care i don't i don't care for it It makes me very anxious but i mean like i I don't care for it in that like it makes me anxious it's not that i don't respect it i very much respect what these people are doing because they are absolutely crazy not so talented and brave to be doing stuff like this but it's just just not for it's not for me chief i don't understand it and then they're like oh we're gonna bring in the choreographers and i'm like you need a choreo what do you need a choreographer for because obviously you didn't need a choreographer because this one team choreographed the entire thing by themselves so i didn't fully understand the point of that oh my gosh i was so stressed the adults in this movie kind of had the the disney uh effect where they're kind of like useless they're so you know? useless so yeah. useless there was no point to any of the adults in this movie like the kids sh- could have just been running this entire competition themselves and they in practically universal. did in universal why universal is it because they couldn't get into disney world because disney world hosts cheer competitions every year Cheer competitions are huge in uh, and dance competitions as well, but mainly cheer competitions are like super huge in Disney World. And like for like a couple weeks in the summer, they literally take over the entire park, and your wow. entire park is just nothing but cheerleaders, and it's extremely stressful. And their cheerleaders like, you know, doing cheers and chants in the middle of like ride lines, and you're like, what's happening? Why are people cheering and chanting? Um, but like they always have some sort of competition, but it's. It's not in the parks like it is in the in this movie, like how they're all cheering around Universal. Like it's in a certain it's in the ESPN Center um, in the sports center that like they have all of their competitions in the wide world of sports. That's what I'm thinking about. It's in the wide world of sports. So like the actual competitions themselves are not in the middle of like magic kingdom so why these people are in the middle of city walk doing their fucking cheers and shit i was so it was so weird can you imagine walking around universal and there's a huge crowd of cheerleaders just flipping around in the air i can't i'm very stressed (laughs) it's very just weird to have practice and like rehearsal of the of your moves just in the grass in in universal Universal. in that little park area like right before you get to et i was like are they just in the middle of the park? Like they cut, they like closed off one area of the theme park to be like, this is where the cheerleaders are going to practice. Like, no, they're not. This is my vacation and I want to take nice pictures and I don't want Carson and whatever the other girl's name was. Brooke. In, Brooke in the background doing their sexy flips. That's weird. I don't want it. <laughs> Folks, yeah, we don't recommend you watch this movie. No, it's so not good. <laughs> here's a quick plot summary of what goes on in this film Mm -hmm. honestly just watch uh west side story but everybody's white 90 percent of the people are white (sighs) you are right with that (laughs) this is a cheerleading competition movie where carson our main character is a part of one of the west or east coast to be honest i can't remember which one west she's from california sure sure yes she's Uh, a shark she she is a west coast shark and she wants to win the championship that has been won three years in a row by the East Coast Jets. But 
both the sharks and the jets are part of the same like franchise team under the same like woman and she's also the one that hosts the competition as well and her divorced husband is like the other competition coach for the flamingos so they are in different camps this is why things are too complicated yeah for this movie it's Truthfully, it could have been they both were in different camps and then they came together as one. But, like, they're both in the divorced couples. They're in the wife, the ex-wife's cheer camp. Mm-hmm. And then the ex-husband has his own cheer camp. And their their team is the Flamingos. Those are the big team of his cheer camp. And they want to beat the... So, like, technically... They're both on the same side from the get-go. They just, like, are competing to be the best in their camp and yeah. also against the other camp. There's too many too many levels that they have to beat. Also, this know. woman has this woman owns a camp where they have a West Coast, California, and East Coast on the Eastern side. Yeah. And then they have the Prairie Dogs, which is in South Dakota. Yeah, and then I'm assuming a bunch more. Like, what... Why does this woman have franchises around the country, and why does her hu- her ex husband do too? I don't know, man. I don't understand. But it's a classic love story where Carson meets Penn right outside the Double Dragon ride of Universal, and using their flip phones, they take pictures of each other and get their numbers down. And they are, it's getting hot and heavy, but wait a minute. (gasps) Plot twist. Penn is a fucking jet. When when you're a jet, you're always a jet, and you're a jet all the way. Who would have thought that this hot dude was a jet? This hot dude walking around shirtless in the middle of Universal Studios for some reason? Alexa, I I gotta get this off my chest. Please. Even more, like, just diving into the inner workings of how these camps work. How the hell is he on this team? The man, this this guy, Penn, said he is, like, a military child. So he goes yes. all over the place, all over the world. His dad's a general. Yeah. How, is, how does he get in this, like, all-star cheerleading team? Without his family knowing. And then, so he, he tells his family or his family not his family he tells his team that he can't afford to go to the competition so they all raise money essentially for him to go and then it turns out that he didn't it's not that he couldn't afford to go it's just that he didn't want to tell his dad that he's a cheerleader so he couldn't get the money to go so he had to have his family raise or his family I keep saying his family his team raise the money for him but he now, said he went to martial arts camp. He told his parents he went to martial arts camp. So where's that money that they I used to take know. him to martial That's arts camp? That's why I'm camp? confused. We gotta how did follow he go the to, money, Alexa. How did he go to mar? How, like, did he tell him it was a free martial arts camp in Orlando? They had to put. They had to put the kid on a on a on a plane at some point mm-hmm. to Orlando. And I, 
the internet existed in 2007, so why did nobody We're not going to get it? these answers. We're not, not going to get, get these answers. answers and he was like, oh, my my dad told me, pack my nunchucks. And then the dude was looking at, we saw forlorn at the end because everybody's all upset that like they don't know what's, they're all, both teams might go home and they're all like, indiv- you have individual shots of them all like being sad and reading books and having nightmares. And then you see him and he's just like forlornly looking at his nunchucks. Because he told his dad he went to martial arts camp. Yeah. Oh, it was such a weird visual. And so this movie is about Carson uh, not only uh, learning to like fall in love and be allowed to fall in love with this jet, but also trying to train and practice with her team, the Sharks, to get it good enough to beat the Jets. But then something happened and it's all crazy that they were fighting, but cheerleader dance fighting in universal at night oh my god yeah because they were gonna do some sort of cheerleader seance sacrifice and they were like we're gonna we're we're skipping over a lot but it's it's weird yeah we're gonna curse the other team with magic i guess they don't really talk about it but then they sneak into universal after hours and they're all like doing a curse and then the other team comes in and they're like we know that you're trying to do a curse on us now we're gonna have a cheer off and then they like start like (laughs) dance cheer fighting oh my god actually i'm not gonna lie cj i'm not gonna lie it was the best scene in the movie because this is when they went full west side story and they're all snapping like they do in west side story and they're like and they're all like snap cheer dancing it was great i felt like i was watching like an episode of glee it was you gotta give them you gotta give them props for not breaking out of character and just laughing when they had to be like angerly cheer dancing at one another it's like yeah listen, we're gonna cheer dance another you, dance off when you watch west side story and they're angrily snap dancing at each other i'm sure they also thought it was funny but this now has the added layer of cheerleading as well so not only are you angrily snapping and dancing to music but now you're also angrily snap dance cheerleading Here's the difference. Here's the difference. In West Side Story, there's the we are watching it with the the veil of it being a musical. The characters themselves in West Side Story aren't like acknowledging that this is them singing and dancing, and that's weird. That's just like a part of it, right? Yes, yes. That's that's, in a, that's no- how it's like in a world of musical where musicals are just yes happening. This is bring it on. This is the real world where they are willingly bringing on the dance off they're, like, they're willingly own... bringing it on <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then, they brought it and then they're cheering in the dark in this in, in abandoned universal and then the security guards are like hey what are you kids doing <laughs> imagine imagine being the security guard walking on like a tuesday night in an empty park, and you just turn the corner, and you see two pyramids of just humans. I would, CJ, I'd turn around. I'd quietly <laughs> turn around. I'd be like, you know what? It's not my problem. I don't know like, what's going on over here, but it's not for me. That, like, you would you would expect to be a universal security guard. You'd seem some shit, right? Oh, absolutely. But not that. You no. can't be prepared for no. turning the corner no. and just seeing like, human like pyramids. 40 kids? <laughs> In the middle of like that that like little New York area, 
<laughs> that I'm not gonna lie, CJ and I have been to Universal. That little New York street is not that big. It's not I, that wide. I totally thought at first that it was the Harry Potter section, just without any branding. Harry Potter did not exist yet, my good friend. But wait, wait, wait. What was the double dragon ride? Wasn't that the Harry uh-huh. Potter ride? No, no. That was part of the Lost Kingdom, the Forgotten Kingdom. Is it the same ride as the double, like they did yes. a turn Yes, so okay. first of all, they keep calling it Double Dragon. That's not the name of the ride. It was never the name of the ride. The ride used to be called Dueling Dragons. And Dueling Dragons was part of the Lost Kingdom or Lost City or some whatever. It still exists. That land still exists. They just cut it in half and made it, made the other half Harry Potter. But that, oh, the Lost Continent. That's what it's called. So the Lost Continent um, had... Dueling Dragons, which for some reason they call it Double Dragons in this movie, which is not the name of the ride. And they also had the Enchanted Tree Restaurant, which is now what the three broomsticks are. But that didn't change, I think, until 2011, I think, because I went when it, uh, I think within like the first like year and a half that it opened for my 16th birthday. And that was, Yes math is hard 2012 no you're good you're good um 2011 yeah so it had to have opened up around that point so yeah at this point 2007 lost continent still still was a full land there was no harry potter in there yet huh yeah and there was no harry potter in universal either which is why you see the jaws ride which is again wild they're just sitting in the middle of the jaws ride they just like walked in the middle of the jaws ride the jaws ride was a ride on a boat that's like going on the uh, going on the jungle cruise in in Magic Kingdom and then just like stepping off the boat and just like sitting in the wilderness there. Like what? At night. At, at night. night. At night. And nobody was like, "Hey, what the fuck are those kids doing just sitting in the middle of an attraction with with animatronics that could probably kill them if they walked on it?" I don't, I and can't. why did the the shark actually like go off too? Because I don't I don't know. I don't know. I guess the shark I've I was never I've never been on the Jaws ride. Um, the first time I went to Universal, it, it didn't exist anymore. It was Harry Potter. Um, but I guess they were, maybe the, the shark is like just on a timer and he just goes off at certain maybe. times yeah. and he wasn't triggered by any sort of like event. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly how the Jaws ride worked, but I do know that they were way too fucking close to that shark to not be just sitting in the middle of the ride. I had most of my, most of my notes are all just comments on Universal <laughs> itself. I think at one point my brain shut off and I was like, I'm no longer watching this movie. I'm just here for the for the the images of Universal. I will I will summarize, I'll finish the plot, and then we can dive into some of that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So Carson and Penn, they they wanna be with each other, but then through a lens of the jets. In their nefarious ways, Penn sees that Carson is lying and manipulative, and so he's not about it anymore. He's full jet, J-E-T-S, jets, jets, jets. (laughs) Then, of course, the sharks were given the spirit stick that is very superstitious, and you can't lose it or else the spirit cheerleading gods will curse you. They will curse (laughs) you. Of course, Carson loses it. Who someone stole it, but they don't know who. They think the Jets stole it because Brooke is, you know, she's a little bitchy. Yeah. And so that had this whole conflict. That's what sparked this whole pyramid fighting in nighttime Universal. And then the security guards caught them. They fall down. Oh, no. They fall <laughs> down and half of Everybody both their teams falls. are broken. Everybody, like, just collapses 
into the ground. Yeah. Like no safety. People are wearing neck braces. <laughs> and luckily, all the characters that don't speak are the ones that are broken and they just are sent home immediately. They don't get to just watch and root on their team. No, they're forced to go home on a bus. Yep. On a bus. <laughs> Were they like just bust from the airport? I don't or know. Or did they take a bus from California? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. No clue. They were like, oh, now you kids got to get a bus home. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they said they're from California and New York. Like, you're going to bus them to California? And so now things are looking really desperate for both the Sharks and the Jets. They're both not going to be able to compete in this big competition at camp. No. But Carson and Brooke are able to put their differences aside and join together to become the West and East Coast team. And their new team name, Alexa, say it loud and proud. They're called the Shets, baby. The Sharks and the Jets. They call themselves the Shets. They call themselves the Shets. It's so bad. Somebody wrote that down and was like, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's the movie. That's they the even team had name. a scene of them like talking about a team name and they're like the Jarks. They're like, no, oh, that's too stupid. That's Let's so go silly. With the, sh- the, the, jets, the Shets are better. They're like, why don't we go with the shits? And they're like, and it's not played like, oh, yeah, that's so silly. Let's just do it. They're like, yeah, that is a great name. That is the the best one, apparently. Uh, Listen, the first girl, Brooke, was like, I think we should be called the the East-West Spirit. And I was like, oh, that's a pretty good name. And then somebody's like, isn't that the name of a train? Who cares? It's better than the shits. The shits. The Shets. They said the Shets with their whole chest. (laughs) They woke up and chose violence with that name. The Shets, now with co-captains Carson and Brooke, work together, figure out their differences to overcome uh, the high stakes and and the other now new rival team of the divorced husband, the Flamingos, who are apparently really good at tumbling. The Flamingos was actually a real team from Miami. They used, like, a real cheerleading team. Mm, would you look so, at that? Good for them. They were very impressive. A lot of flippies. The, and then the Shets go on the stage at the end of the movie with their new uniforms, which were uh, god-awful, <laughs> to say oh the least. Oh, my God. They were so ugly. So, like, they cut, <laughs> they cut like, each other's, like, the fabric from each other's uniforms because the Sharks were red and the Jets were blue, and they, like, cut eat different pieces and then like swapped pieces and then like they were just like an absolute eyesore it was just like red and blue yeah ugly and in random places and it like they looked so bad like they looked so ugly (laughs) they do their performance they cheer and you know what guys if you gotta be there to believe it but they win I mean, against all fucking odds, right? I don't know how they did it, but they shut away. did it. Well, I'll tell you how they did it. Because they're, the two teams are just like, how are we going to come together? Neither of us, neither, neither of our teams can work together so well. We need something show-stopping and amazing that will truly show off how much we have come together. And then they look at the Dueling Dragons uh, roller coaster, which at the time... Uh, they stopped doing this in its twilight years. But at the time, the, it was two roller coaster tracks that would co- that would run at the same time. And then the big, like, climax of the, the ride was that 
both roller coasters would look like they were coming towards each other and then spin away in like a loop. And that was the duel, the dueling dragons. That was why they were dueling as they would come together and then spin away from each other. And then they were like, wow, we can do that. And then they do a move that the movie wants you so badly to associate with the roller coaster that as they're doing it, they put it in slow motion and cut in different points of slow motion footage of the roller coaster like running in the same way because Mm -hmm. the people that edited the film knew very much that that move looked nothing like the roller coaster (laughs) and they wanted to be like no 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 i promise it looks like the dueling dragons roller coaster these flippies it looked it it got the vibe i would say it looked impressive listen yeah yeah i was very impressed definitely but i was i wouldn't look at that and be like "Mm, that's the dueling dragons Okay. I, I know exactly what that is. Rest in peace, Dueling Dragons. They stopped running Dueling Dragons at the same time because somebody was wearing a lanyard. And, uh, I shouldn't say this. Trigger warning for gore. Somebody was re- wearing a lanyard in the one dragon and somebody else had an eyeball in the other dragon. And I mean, you can tell just how how that went when they came together. So it's they... not the Harry Potter dragon ride. It's the same dragon ride. Yes. They actually got so they got rid of the dragon ride before uh, you and I went there at the at that time. I went but, to Disney at Universal when I was a freshman in high school, and I went yes. on whatever ride that was at the time, and I lost my glasses on that ride, and I cried. Wow, I'm so sorry. Yeah. What year was what year was your freshman year of high school? That mu- that had been 2012. I think they were still running at the same time. Okay, maybe. Oh, I don't I know. Maybe I can't remember I if see. they were. But they still had this. It was the same ride. They just reskinned the queue to look like um, to look like uh, Hogwarts. And then they, I think they reskinned the dragons too, or maybe they used the same dragon cars. Um, and they just called them like Harry Potter dragon names. I forget what the names of like the fire breathing hog yeah. swagger lang- langler i don't i can't remember names of anything but it was still the same ride they just would run them they didn't run them at the same time anymore it was just like ah. the blue would go and then the red would go um the blue was my favorite actually not gonna lie i didn't know that dueling dragons closed and i found out that dueling dragons closed from a defunct land video about either harry potter worlds or something and then they're like and he was like sadly uh in whatever in june of this year Dueling Dragons has closed. And I was like, I was at work at the time and I was like, Dueling Dragons closed. And I'm texting all of my friends and I'm like, are you telling me right now that Dragon Challenge closed? That they changed the name to Dragon Challenge when it turned into Harry Potter World. And I'm like, are you telling me that Dragon Challenge is closed? They're like, yeah, did you not know? I'm like, no, I loved Dragon Challenge. But then they replaced it with Hagrid and Hagrid is like a triumph of, of roller coaster and just theme park rides in general. So I will forgive them for that. That ride is incredible. There you go. This is just going to be a whole episode about me talking about theme parks, isn't it? Listen, it, it, it's it's going to be like that. And it's going to be fine. The The movie ends with them winning the competition and everything is fine and dandy. Everything and is so beautiful. Carson and Penn kiss right there on the tumbling mat and everyone watches. Oh my God. In front of everyone, they like kiss each other. And I hate, I hate when movies do this where like somebody wins the competition or something and then they accept the award and then they like kiss the other person like i find that to be very weird like i don't know why are you just gonna k- 
kiss somebody like open mouth tongue kiss in front of everybody yeah yeah like I, I, I'm not even there. like a little like like oh mwah, we won it was like blah, 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 we won <laughs> let me stuck my tongue down your throat blah. i don't like that i don't that, like that I find it weird that's like the skeleton of the movie yes that's really all you need to know it's they really divert they really diverged from the West Side Story aspect. Could you imagine if they really committed and like one of them died? I know they West all Side died. Story. I'll say that. Well, it's Romeo and Juliet, but um, yeah, you know, so, so with they, the jets they, and the sharks. I just don't know why they why I don't know why it was West Side Story specifically. Like you could have just did Romeo and Juliet. You, why did they specifically latch on to West Side Story when they didn't fully commit to West Side Story? I don't know. That was so weird. Like, I think they just really wanted to do like a West Side Story esque routine. They also with had the a little Chicago in there. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't understand their final routine either. They're like, it's, <laughs> honestly, it's a really bizarre routine. So everybody else is doing like, picture your basic like cheer routines. People are. It's a little bit of dancing, a little bit of tumbling, a little bit of flipping, and then they're like with props, and they're like, "Are you guys ready?" And they're like, "Okay." So there's like weird gates that they all brought up and they have like like tarp in front of them and then the routine starts and then the tarp drops and all of the girls are in the back like holding on to the gates like this is like some sort of like a, a, a chicago number and then they're they're gonna sit there and start singing like he had it coming he had Ooh. it and then but no all a bunch of men come out and they have rakes and they have like like garbage like garbage cans and stuff and garbage lids and like like buckets and they all start hitting it like it's percussion and then all of a sudden the, all of those props disappear and then and then they're just cheerleading i didn't understand the routine what was with the percussion and the what music was switched to like daft punk like weird yes. edm it was so strange and it i don't i don't know this like Okay, Chicago routine and then the Daft Punk, I can get past that. But that weird homage to Stomp was for, <laughs> for like six seconds was just just a little a little too out there for me. And they didn't have any sort of illusion before this that that was what they were going to do. They weren't like earlier in the movie, they weren't like, oh, you know, it would be cool. Like if we brought in like these rakes, it's just like a bunch of kids just walked out with rakes and just started hitting the floor. You got to give it to them, Alexa. You could you could tell that this routine was made by children. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, it was impressive with all their flippies and stuff, but like, yeah, it definitely was a routine made by a bunch of kids in high school. I'm pretty sure they were in high school. Yes, I yes, what the it was confirmed high school. I can't believe how fucking crazy that was. Also, not to knock male cheerleaders that's really awesome that you're a male cheerleader but what are the fucking odds that there are enough boys on each team to perfectly be the same amount of female cheerleaders so that when Penn is like guys we all just gotta couple up every single person has a boy girl couple because no one's allowed to be gay in this movie not even the gay character <laughs> all right alexa this is the moment i've been waiting for Holy fuck. this fucking scene was terrible what? listen this, this is movie- the confession scene 
this scene was like a punch in the face nonstop. It's like they punched you once oh. and you got back up and you were like, what the fuck happened? And then they just punched you again and you're just on the floor. You didn't have time to register what the fuck was going on. Because they just kept hitting you with nonsense. Folks, this is this is at the point of the movie where the two teams are now working as one, but they're finding difficulties communicating with themselves and agreeing on what to do with Brooke and Carson as co-captain. Something then happens where they're all, like, mad at each other, and one person comes out and has a confession. And then it leads to, like, all sorts of people having these confessions. Yes! And they Wait, are The confession, awful. the moment, the re- the confession to begin with was very awkward, because there is only one, I think there's only one black person in, like, this entire movie. Definitely really. only one that talked. And what was her name? Ayana I- or something Aisha? like that? Aisha, Ayana, started with an A and a Y. Um, So this whole time, this whole movie, she is like acting like quote unquote hood. And then and then Brooke gets like in her face and insults her. And then Carson comes in and out of nowhere, (laughs) just starts trying to speak like super hood for some reason. Future CJ. Here's your task. Get the audio and put it in now. Ever heard of teamwork? Shut up, Carson. Yo, watch it, cuz. Yo, stop fronting, cuz. I heard you with Chicago. You're not just an Oreo, Aisha. You double stuff. You're wrong, Brooke. My girl, she been pulling drive-by since she was a shorty. Yo, she was drinking fours off the nipple. Carson? So don't be getting up in her Kool-Aid biatch, cuz I have seen what she's done to fuck with swamp donkeys like you for shizzle. Carson, it's over. Are you sure? I cannot watch you for shizzle ever again. Look, y'all, all this girl please and cursing, it ain't me. I mean, it isn't me. I just did it to get your respect. See, the real Aisha got teased every day in junior high for being an Oreo. You know, black on the outside, white on the inside. And I've been hood ratting it up ever since. Ooh, you're whiter than me. Maybe so, but that's who I am. Just the black girl who enunciates. <laughs> Do you have something to say? Hey, if you won't respect that badly, just be a bitch like me. Absolutely terrible. I cannot believe. And me and CJ at this, because we started the movie at the same time, are texting each other like, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? Very confused. Like, out of nowhere, Ashley Benson, who is a white girl who was from Pretty Little Liars and she plays Carson is like saying all these crazy things and I'm like, what's going on? And then, I don't know, I must have missed a line or maybe just out of nowhere, Ayana or Aisha or whatever her name is, is like, actually, I do not speak like that. In fact, I am the whitest person that I know and I like, I I am just like, I like to be like a white person. Not only am I an Oreo, I am double stuffed. Oh my god, yeah. Not only am I an Oreo, I'm double stuffed. She's like, I like to be a white person. She's like, I'm just a black person with good enunciation. And I was like, 
what the <gasps> fuck? What are we, what are we talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, out of nowhere, this movie just gets, like, super fucking racist out of nowhere and has this poor girl be like, I actually like being, like, a white person and I don't like, I don't like being black, essentially. And I was like, what are we, what are we doing here? What's happening? I don't, I don't know what's happening. So this happens and then everybody's like, time to confess. And then the goth cheerleader's like, I they never talk about this, but apparently she's been telling everybody that her parents have been bribing her, I guess, to They, they mentioned it her. once in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they've been bribing her, I guess, to do cheerleading. She's like, they actually haven't been bribing me. I just really enjoy cheerleading. I think it's a dark thing because, you know, we're cheering for the other team to lose or some stupid bullshit. Who cares? And then the other girl who is Ashley Tisdale's older sister in real life and who plays like the the Brooks bitchy best friend who's like a ditz. She's like, I'm actually a virgin and I like to play it up. I like to pretend to be a slut because it gets boys' attention. Oh, oh no, another red flag. I was like, oh dear. Mm-hmm. What the, f- again, what the fuck are you talking about? And then there's this other character. What the fuck was his name? Ruben. Ruben. Ruben stands up. Ruben is the token gay character of the West Side's uh, team. And he is like the gay best friend of the goth girl. And he's everybody knows that he's always super cheery and super positive. And everybody likes Ruben. And Ruben is always talking about how gay he is. Ruben stands up and he's like, actually, guys, I'm straight as a fucking arrow. Everybody just assumed I was gay. So I just rolled with it so that I can watch girls change in front of me. Yeah. Hello? 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 What? It was just a wham-bam-pow with these fucking revelations that were being dropped on us. And then they're like, ha Ruben, lol, let's go kick Ruben's ass. I was like, let's send Ruben to fucking jail. Ruben's going to jail. And then, so you'd think, so Ruben's, Ruben is this whole time the goth girl's gay best friend right so my brain is like oh they said he was straight so now they're gonna pair him up with the goth girl but they don't even fucking do that they pair him up with brooke and brooke starts getting a crush on ruben the man whom she said came out of the straight closet yeah i what it's incredible it's really honestly Incredible writing. You got to really work f- to make those what? bounds. And, and like, look, they had some questionable lines here and there, but it was like stuff that you just kind of like breeze over. And then they're like, and now here's the scene where we're just gonna fucking go nuts and just throw the most offensive shit we could possibly find in this one scene. And they didn't oh. even mean it for it to be bad, too. It's no. so clearly that they're like, oh, no, it's okay. She isn't wanted f- to be white. And so let's let her it be white. fun and nice that everybody's so accepting of everybody's flaws? Oh, no, no. Pretending to be straight so that you can watch your, your female friends change in front of you is not a silly flaw. No. My bad. What the fuck? Did what Did the I fuck? Do and I was upset, too, because I, I kind of liked Ruben. And then and then he's, like, super negative for the rest of the movie. And they're like, oh, what happened to, like, the nice, cheery Ruben? And he's like, well, now that I'm not gay anymore, I'm not, like, gay. Like, as in, like, happy. And I'm yeah. like... 
buddy, I think we need to explore what's going on with you because I'm thinking from like a realistic standpoint, you you might have found more joy as a gay person and you might actually be gay. I don't he know. Gayed himself. I hated this movie. I I I went from being like this is such a dumb movie, LOL, to being like, "Oh, this movie, ooh, this movie could fuck itself, I guess." It was just like it was, it was so sloppy weird. lazy writing that really fell down the rabbit hole. <sighs> like any kind of foresight, especially like like yeah, it was a long time ago, right? 2007, but a little critical thinking could do you wonders you know I just, what the fuck dude that scene what really you know, knocked the wind out of that us because we, we were not expecting it it in the was slightest. non-stop when i tell you i was not expecting that scene and it was just non-stop like punch 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 and you're like please slow down it's too much and then they're friends and then like and then uh brooke is like okay pen whom i've had a crush on which I did think was very nice. Brooke was like, obviously, I have a crush on Penn, but Penn obviously doesn't like me like that. So I'm going to encourage him to go for Carson because he really likes her. And that's nice. But like, uh, there's a scene where he starts talking, where the two of them are talking, and all of a sudden she like develops a very thick New York accent. But just I've for noticed that, that scene. No, she's had it through other scenes. It was like New York, yeah. Boston-y, yeah. Yeah, it was totally. very, it was, you know what it was? It was like, ugh, you ever seen Newsies? No. Okay, Newsies, great film, terrible New York accents, like absolutely ridiculous where they're like, where they're like, hey, I'm a Newsie and I'm, and, and you ain't gonna be messing with New York, no sir. Like, that's how I felt like it was, like, you know, my really bad Joker impression when yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm the Joker over here <laughs> like i felt yeah. like that was what brooke was doing like all of a sudden like she'd be like hi my name is brooke and i don't like carson and you shouldn't be messing with new york and i'm like what, <laughs> what happened what yeah. happened the, the, the sass came out and with the sass the accent inconsistent inconsistent strange so that was like the worst part of the movie Alexa, I kind of want to know about some of these universal facts you got for oh, me. Oh, please. Oh, Let's my gosh. Let's get a little gosh. uptick in here. Okay, so, they're, so they go on – Carson and Penn go on, like, a date. They're like, let's – wait, I have to start from the beginning, from the first time we go into the into the parks. So the, the, the movie takes place in Universal Orlando, and they are staying at the Hard Rock Hotel. I've never stayed at any of the Universal resorts. It's a dream of mine. I'd like to do that one day. It just hasn't happened. So they're at – hard rock but then at one point they're talking to each other through a balcony that's very obviously portofino bay which is another resort of theirs then the first time we meet pen carson is just in the middle of the lost continent in (laughs) islands of adventure just like by herself headphones in doing cheer routines like practicing cheer the confidence you need to have to do in the middle of a theme park in the middle of a theme park first of all even in the most dead seasons of theme park seasons there are still too many fucking people to be like time to start fucking cheering in alone with headphones with headphones on in in a theme park well, go to go go to somewhere in your resort. Why are you there? And then Penn walks up in nothing but like gym shorts, no shirt, and his flip phone tucked into the hem of his pants. Yeah. Who the f- what? First of all, 
who's letting him walk around like that? Second of all, where was he coming from that he's walking around with no shirt? Like he's working out. Like he's working out in the theme park. What on earth was that? Then the two of them go on a date and they're like, let's go to, they're like, let's go on Double Dragon, even though it's Dueling Dragons. They film it at night for some reason, at like dusk, which is a bizarre choice because you'd think if you're filming a movie, you would go, you would film it before the park opened. Like at like dawn, if anything. And because usually when they film things, because I've been there, I've been in Disney World when they filmed stuff before and they film it before park open. So like, say park opens at 8 a.m., film crews out there at like 6.30. It's still enough light out to make it look like it's you're in the middle of the day, but it's nobody's there. So I don't understand why they filmed at what looked like midday mid-evening when the park was still open it was so weird and you couldn't really see anything even though this movie is basically supposed to be a commercial for universal studios orlando but they couldn't get the name right so then they go on the ride and then afterwards they cut and they're like oh wasn't that a fun ride and they're like yeah that was so fun they're in universal they're not in islands of adventure anymore how did they get there that's a big walk. I don't rem- I don't know how you got in between those parks at that point, truthfully, because now you have to take the Hogwarts Express. I don't know how you how you got in between those parks. This is a- the first time I went to Universal and not Islands of Adventure. I was 19 and it was 2014. So I don't know. I was What was that? I I have no answers for you. I'm I sorry. didn't care for that. They were they were doing cheerleading practice in the middle of the the replica of of Bryant Park and then I don't they're doing some sort of dance 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 club dance night club in the middle of Universal and they have these giant orbs in the middle of like the Universal like lake and then they they have like a cameraman and Carson and Penn are dancing together and this cameraman's like filming people dancing and then focuses on the two of them dancing for like five minutes and is getting all like these shots of the two of them and it's being shown like on these giant Universal orbs why I <laughs> so that the side characters could see them and see that Carson is hanging out with Ped and not You're guarding so the right. spirit stick so that the cheerleading gods don't curse them. You're so right. And then they're like they're do they're so they're practicing like like universal or blah blah blah. They're ta- they're practicing cheerleading ut- routines behind you like backstage of universal like pen is like guys i gotta leave this practice and then he just like walks out into the middle of the park and he's just in the middle of universal studios or no sorry yes he's in the middle of just universal studios like on the phone like i didn't understand (laughs) any of this i didn't understand any of this and then they do their their routine they do their competition in the middle of city walk but like in the little like grassy areas by the boats and I've sat in those grassy areas and like there's not enough room to have a whole competition. And then at one point they have like a crowd shot of like Carson and the other team like watching like I think the prairie dogs or something and they're like oh they're so good and it's just like this random guy behind them who looks like he has no idea he's in a movie and he's just like what's going on over here that's so good I hope it was just like a random guy not an actor I hope it was I had a lot of questions but like the whole time I was also like fuck I want to be in Universal yeah I want to be in Universal and I want to be riding rides and I want to be on E.T. and I want to be on Men in Black and I want to Ride the Hogwarts Express back and forth one million times. 
Yeah. Even though Harry Potter World didn't exist at this point in the movie's time period. It was just Jaws. It was just Jaws just and the Jaws. Lost Continent. And the Lost Continent. Harry Potter made... was the shark. Harry Potter, yes, actually, uh, the shark did a really good job at portraying Harry Potter mm-hmm. in the films mm-hmm. and in the and in the 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 theme park as he, well. He, unlike uh, Brooke, he was able to keep his British accent the entire time. This is yeah, and and his his form of a human, that makeup, truly incredible. They really should have won the Oscar for uh, he, yeah, for best for, makeup. Yeah, 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 and it wasn't it wasn't CGI. It was all practical <laughs> effects and makeup to make him look like a, a young boy. Yeah. Really, really incredible. Uh, Steven Spielberg, he's not hes not one to really use CGI. Well, the, the Harry Potter movies weren't uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, but the Jaws shark, is, is, is his dad is Steven Spielberg, and so it's in the comic. Oh, I, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea he that created his father Jaws, was Steven so, Spielberg. You know, that's his You're right. Baby. That's his son. Actually, isn't the Jaws shark, Jaws shark a lady? I have or no idea. I? Never I've never watched it. it. I've never watched never Harry Potter. Never watched it. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Do we have so any stupid. more universal trivia or information or facts and the like? Um, not really. They were, I, I just don't know how they got around. How did they get into Universal to do their secret cheerleading seance to begin with? Uh, like, how did they get in? Uh, and, and how did they hop between... And really, the only part of Islands of Adventure that they showed was um, the Lost was Continent. The lo- you know what? They only showed the Lost Continent because it's not licensed. <laughs> I was gonna say there was. They really made sure there was no really brands. No, there was an ET doll in the background at one point. Oh, they messed up. But I mean, I guess yeah. But I mean, Universal, I think. I mean, Universal owns Jaws and Universal owns um, The Lost Continent because it's a, just a vague thing. And then, yeah, now that I think now that I think about it, they didn't show like any anything really of Universal aside from the resorts. And they showed the park entrance. No Dr. And then Seuss, they showed no Simpsons. No Seuss, no Simpsons, no Men in Black. They showed jaws they didn't show disaster they didn't show that whole like disaster area yeah actually now it's fast and furious they didn't show the mummy they showed which is weird because universal owns the mummy but whatever um they showed the mel's drive-in restaurant um and then they showed like the lagoon and that's it this was a weird movie i don't understand why they filmed it in universal orlando (laughs) if they weren't going to show off the park because, I mean, those you remember those Disney afternoon specials that yeah. they used to have, like, a special, and they're like, we're going, like, Full House goes to Disney World. And, like, they showed off everything they fucking could because Disney was like, this is a commercial for us, Disney World. And then Universal was like, you can show, like, four things. And we're not going to close off the park. We're still, it's going to be during the day, during regular park operating hours. It's like they, it's like they just, you know, begrudgingly let them film. Yeah. Like, all right, here's the deal. You can do it. They, just make it quick. They do film things quite often at Universal. Not even just like to be at Universal Studios Park. Like they film things like in the New York sets and stuff like that. Like they actually filmed. I was there when they filmed Kimmy Schmidt once. Oh, you told me that. I remember. Yes. 
Yes, I was there when they filmed Kimmy oh. Schmidt. And they and again, they will film it midday. People around, they'll just like get like set people to be like, "Hey, don't don't come near here." And then and then it's fine. But like, I don't know, it's so weird that Universal's like, "Here's this commercial for our theme park, but we're not going to show you anything." No. You get nothing. nothing. You get duel you get dueling dragons and we're not even going to call it the right name. We're going to call it Double Dragons for whatever fucking reason angry alexa i believe it is time for some amazon one star reviews oh fuck yeah alexa i have one review for you please this this review gave it a one star from september 28th 2015 by ed blyler okay ed here's the review this movie blows worst movie ever made I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, Ed. That is the one-star review. Really? Now, you're thinking to yourself, wait, well, hold on. Why did why did CJ just say that? That just seems like a... Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little suspicious. There's something... I, 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 well, Alexa, I got a little thing up my sleeve, and that is... Oh, dear. That is taking a cue from last episode with our boy Kevin. Kevin's Concealments. I'm able to see <laughs> what other products Ed Blyler reviewed on Amazon. Oh, please, please tell me what Ed has done. What atrocities has Ed committed? Let's take a look. <laughs> Ogio Bandit 17-inch laptop backpack. He gave five stars. He loved this bag. He said it's built tough. All right. Like a Ford. Or a Dodge. Whatever the fuck that car is that's called. Ed Blyler reviewed the Hermit Shell Hard Travel Storage Carrying Case Bag Fits Apple Wireless Bluetooth Keyboard. He gave it five Ooh. stars and said, very sturdy case that does an excellent job protecting the keyboard. Why does he have so many cases for things? Ed also has reviewed the Bad Byron's Butt Rub. <laughs> he gave Bad Byron's Butt Rub a five-star review. And- Saying, amazing flavor, great value. <laughs> amazing run, not only for pork butts. I use it on everything that hits my grill, including vegetables. Just the right oh. amount of kick. If you haven't tried Bad Byron's yet, do your taste buds a favor. CJ, you did not specify that it was for pork butts. So when <laughs> no, that no, man no. said delicious flavor, I <laughs> thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> what the fuck? i I'm saw that was... and i He's... had to pick it thank you very much ed blyler for making thank you some ed. silly innuendos thank you ed for really burying the lead on that butt shit i love <laughs> i love that the man had only one movie ever reviewed on amazon and it was bring it on in it to win it <laughs> thank you ed for our one star amazon review god i can't um there were just a lot of puns in this movie just a lot of puns um some of them a little bit um a little bit more offensive than most like at one point um ayina or aisha whatever her name was says what something about cheer crips and cheer bloods 
Oh, yeah. I, I believe I wrote it in Messenger, didn't I? You Yes. You CJ texted me, and I was going to text him the same thing. It was a shocking sentence that I... The cheer care. crip can't be hitting it with the cheer blood. The cheer crip can't be hitting it with the cheer blood. And I was like, I don't... I don't think that that's the best wording for that. And then... And then when Carson finds out that Penn was from the opposing team... He says, I can't enter an interchurational relationship? Mm-hmm. What? I didn't care for that. Seemed something was off. Didn't didn't care for that. Then at one point when they're like, oh, we'll bring, like, both of our teams can work together. Um, the ditzy, Brooks' ditzy friend goes, that's like cheer-cest. I, mm, I didn't. I don't know about that. The thing is, though, she's um, right. It is like cheer cest. It is. I mean, listen, I had a lot. Ugh, I texted CJ quite a few of these of these quotes. But yeah, at another point, uh, Aina says when she was upset, Carson's like, are you still upset? She goes, no, I myspaced it all out of my system. Which is such a dated phrase, man. Whew. Wow. To think. Wow. Like, so good. I MySpaced it all out of my system. Out of my system. And then at one point, they're having a a a different cheer off by the pool. Could you imagine you're trying to have, like, a calm, a calm day by the pool at your resort, and all of a sudden, like, 40 children just start loudly cheering at each other and insulting each other through cheer? Alexa. And then they just start making out with each other? Well, here's the thing. You know it's the same exact energy as going to a diner at night and it's the same night of opening night with the cast of a theater from high school. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know. Part of me? So part of me is like... You were the kids. I know you were. I was the kids. So I know personally what it's like. However, part of me is like, oh my God, what a cringy nuisance. But part of me is like... I'd love to fucking see that. Just my, like, my sick entertainment. Like, if I was sitting by that pool and I just saw 40 kids just start doing a cheer-off, I'd have my phone out filming it and probably sending it to you, CJ. Here's the the thing, right? It's going to be funny at first, but then you don't think about that. They're going to be sticking around there, right? Yeah, you're right. Continue just being there and being obnoxious and and cheering at each other. Yeah, and and pushing each other into pools and making out with each other in the open. Mm -hmm. And they're skimpy bikinis that I didn't really care for, considering they were all supposed to be high schoolers. Yeah, didn't like that. Um, But while they were while they were doing it, they were insulting each other through cheer, and they said, "The moves you do make us all pee," (laughs) which was. An interesting uh, take, you know. An interesting take. I didn't. I one good line that I liked was uh, Carson is making like a speech about I don't know friendship or I'm putting aside your differences or something stupid. I don't know. It doesn't matter because then the ditzy friend goes, "I'm confused," but you can keep going. That just happens to me all the time, <laughs> and I'm like relatable. It, I liked that. Yeah. So the ditzy friend stereotype. It's cliche, right? It's drawn out. But I got to be honest with you, Alexa. I really do like it. it, it I do like a ditzy friend. Something about the stupid friend really... Uh, 
I like I like the stupid friend as long as like the stupid friend is like harmlessly stupid. Yes. Like, and I thought the that this girl was are really good. Yeah, I thought this girl overall was pretty harmlessly stupid because there's like an offensive way to be stupid. Yes, and some of them are like you know it's offensive, but I don't think she was offensively stupid. I just thought that she was just a genuinely stupid character, and I like that. You know, mm-hmm. I like the bimbo. I think it's a great trope, and I love them, and I hope We're I hope we see it. more of them. Oh yeah, I'm here for it. Um, and also at one point Carson said <laughs> about Penn, she goes, "I want to lick his abs." Terrible. Yeah, that's you don't a... you don't say that to another they person. They probably wouldn't taste good. No, while he's walking shirtless in the middle of a theme park, he's sweaty. It's Florida. Oh, definitely. He's sweaty. Definitely. It's summertime in Florida. It's sweaty. Oh, why was he shirt? Why was he shirtless? In the middle of Universal Studios Orlando. He was waiting for someone to to lick him. (laughs) Ew. All right. Here's some fun facts before I get sad about me not being Universal. Um, So we actually kind of cheated a little bit. This is a direct DVD film. Oh, is it? Yes. I didn't even know. Yes, this was a direct-to-DVD film. You should have told think... me and we discussed. I didn't even think. I pulled up 2007 comedies and it was on the list. And so I just... I didn't realize until we started the movie okay. that it was direct-to-DVD. Wow. Um, so we cheated a little bit. But I think on my list of things, I made a couple exceptions for a couple of direct-to-DVDs anyway. So, because some of them are just too good to not to not do. And Al- by good, I mean bad. <laughs> also, I do need you to turn that piece of paper around and read what the other side says to me right now. <laughs> Please read what the okay. other side of the paper says to me. So it says, it says, <laughs> please do not change settings on playout equipment. It should be consistent for all operations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now you can resume. I I lost my notebook today. Um, I only just found it right before we were supposed to start recording. So I usually... The day of, I'll usually, when I have some downtime at work, I will start taking notes for the fun facts and start doing the research, but I didn't have my notebook with me, and the only piece of paper I could find um, was a little notice that is at my job at one of the equipment. I hope they don't get mad at me. It was a passive-aggressive note to begin with, but (laughs) I took it and took all of my notes on this one sheet of paper that says, don't change this. Settings and I just realized that you could see it, CJ. I was so. trying to read it this entire time, and I finally here's broke my and slip of paper. You to read it to me. Yes, here's my slip. My slip of paper. Now, shame. Please resume. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the director was Steve Rash. So Steve um hasn't really directed a lot. Um, he directed a lot of '80s and '90s comedies with a lot of big stars like a baby patrick dempsey and Whoopi goldberg kevin bacon mm. jamie fox mm. all the like he did that movie i don't know if you ever heard of it but it's called can't buy me love no, with baby I'm patrick sure. dempsey it's like an 80s comedy where i don't know if uh, some kid like bribes this popular girl to be his girlfriend i don't know it's something ridiculous and 80s and misogynistic but i remember it so i think it's kind of famous um but he also directed Bring It On, All or Nothing. So he was the the director of the Rihanna Bring It On. Okay. Um, and also American Pie Bandcamp and oh. Xenon's, Xenon Z3. Uh, but only the third Xenon. 
Uh, but yeah, so he was the director of those. Um, the only, uh, the only connections to 2007, very small. Uh, Ashley Tisdale, shout out to her cameo. She, she came in at the very end. She came in at the very end. A lot of her songs were in this movie, I think, because her older sister, Jennifer Tisdale, who played the ditzy friend, was in it. And Jennifer was like, let me call in this favor. My sister is the very famous Ashley Tisdale. And so Ashley's music was featured quite heavily. I'm not going to lie. This soundtrack kind of slapped. The soundtrack had a lot of bangers, had some Beyonce thrown in there, had some Ashley Tisdale, had some Super Chick. Okay. Very, very mid-2000s hits. Yeah. And like girl pop that i really liked i was like wow this music, the soundtrack for a direct to dvd film really really kind of slaps there you go yeah so that was our one 2007 connection the other one is kirsten copel who played the goth girl in this movie uh also plays a goth girl in sydney white um and then the ex-husband runner of the camp is also like a bit part in sydney white as well oh um so we'll get to that. There we go. Um, <laughs> my favorite. Uh, the budget was five million, but I don't really have a source on that, so I can't guarantee it. And then it made with DVD sales, I think, like twenty four million. Ooh. Uh, again, can't verify that. It came from like some website called like moviefinances.com that hasn't been updated probably since two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. The website, so can't verify it, but. Um, so I went to go look and see what the Rotten Tomatoes score was, and it said 70%. And I was like, incorrect. Cannot be 70%. I'm not surprised. It's a, it's a 70% audience score. The reason why it prioritizes the audience score is because it only has three Rotten Tomatoes uh, reviews, which is not enough to constitute a score. Oh, there you go. However, all three are rotten, so. Yeah. Little kids look back at this movie fondly, and they definitely reviewed it from my my delving into Amazon and Google Play reviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a note that I wrote down that says Ball Twinkle. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can't put my finger on what you mean by Ball Twinkle. Ball twinkle. You sure that's not from the other side where you have your work on it? <laughs> God, yeah, I'm. I'm. You're so right. My, uh, I forgot my my notes for work that said ball twinkle yeah. on it. That's I, I have a meeting with a man named Ball Twinkle. <laughs> Mr. Twinkle. Mr. Twinkle. Uh, first name Ball. <laughs> I. I... <laughs> Ball is a family uh, Miss, name. Miss, Mr. Twinkle. Oh, please, please, please. Mr. Twinkle was my father. Just call me Ball. Uh, listen, I understand my name is silly, but it's uh, it's a family name, so please call me Ball Twinkle. Why did I write Ball Twinkle? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't know. At one point, the one girl goes, I don't give a flying tuck. Okay. That was kind of clever. That was a good one. Yeah. Or the other one where it's a... Uh, Total cheer clips of the heart or total cheer clips I of the did, sun. I did like that because that was the trope like of the the predominantly ditzy friend having one moment of being really clever out yes. of the blue. 
to the point where the other characters were like, that was really good. Yeah. And she's like, thanks. I, 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 I vibe with that I trope. Love that. I love a ditzy. I love a bimbo and I love a himbo. We are here for the imbos. Love them. We stand the thembos. Mm-hmm. It's the plural of himbo, the himbo, bimbo. Uh, yeah, no, I don't like this movie. I didn't like this movie. Do you know what I do love? Universal Studios. I never knew that. You know what I wish I was? Oh, huh, where? Universal Studios. Oh, why? Right, I wish I was in Universal Studios right now, just fucking drinking and riding Men in Black and just spinning my life away and then going on E.T. and being shocked and upset every time. And then, and I, I... God, I want to be at Universal. One day. One day the tide will come and the sun will set on you walking across the cobblestone street of the fake New York setting. And you could be a part of that human pyramid for security guards to stumble upon. I will be the top of the pyramid. No, no. In this fantasy, the security guards join in. (laughs) (laughs) They are the top of the pyramid. Imagine. And we are all snapping together. They turn the corner and they all the kids think like, oh, crap, we're done. And the guys just put down his his like his flashlight. He's like, all right, let me go. He starts climbing. He's like, let's do this. I mean, he starts singing West Side Story music. (laughs) He's like, Mario. I've been dreaming about this for 37 years. I just met a girl named Maria. They didn't even name them West Side Story. I didn't understand. I don't understand why they chose West Side Story. They could have just did Romeo and Juliet, and they could have just did like they really just wanted just the like, shark, the Shet joke. I guess they really, they really wanted, wanted the Shet joke. They it just wanted the Shet joke. Yeah. That Shet joke was so key. They wrote the whole rest of the movie around it. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like a defining factor to like the pitch. This was such a stupid movie. Mm-hmm. Don't watch this movie. That's my my. Watch a different thing. Bring It On movie. Odds watch are a different. Watch better. the first one. I probably, probably this one sucked. If and like, part of me is like, watch it if like you really like Universal and you like to be like, oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. I like that place. But like, they're just they just show such close up little corners of Universal most of the time because they're so afraid of showing some sort of licensed area that they it's not even worth it can you imagine if they went on the mummy can you imagine if i was on the mummy right now <laughs> you're just jealous of them right now i am i am could you imagine if i was on the mummy with my security guard friends can you imagine if i was shirtless just running in a theme park with a phone in my waistband just, just jogging it's your morning jog yeah. through universe through <laughs> universal islands of, of adventure just saying hi to the lost continent in front of the roller coaster. Are we ready to, to wrap this bad boy up in a nice little <sighs> I am. I am. Gina. I don't want to see you kissing like that. I want to. Sorry. I got Ashley Tisdale in my body now. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> so stupid. Listen here, Gina, Gina, you son of a bitch. Whoa. Whoa. Listen here. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank you for letting us use your song 20-something off your album, Yellow. Yeah. 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 There. I yeah. Said it. How, how dare you mm. be so nice and giving yeah. you, you wonderful you person. You bastard. You talented rat bastard. You Tallahassee shenaniganery. Tallahassee shenaniganer. You, 
You ch- you cheer. You lint liquor. Whoa. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a cheer pun insult. You ch- ch- cheer meister. You holiday cheer meister. You somersaulted tumbler. Whoa. Whoa. You know what? I don't give a flying tuck. Oh, wow, yeah. Wow, you're nonsense. Oh, yeah. I think you're great. And you should, everybody should be listening to her album, Yellow. Maybe go on Spotify. Or, Maybe go on Spotify. Or Apple Music. Something like that. follow her and give her the listens and listen to her new single, Lemon Drop, that's out now. You sickos. Mm. And also follow us on our socials. That'd be great, um, honestly. Yeah, that'd be really great. Every 2007 comedy on Instagram and Twitter. We'd really love that if you followed us. We would really love that if you did that. Um, you know, send us a message. Uh, tell us what your favorite Universal ride is. Tell us what ride in Universal you would rather be doing instead of watching this movie. I have a variety. Right now, I'm feeling the mummy, though. The Hulk ride. The Hulk, that's a good one. Yeah, I remember that they one. They just fondly. redid it. They just redid it. It's a little bit smoother now. Mm, okay. Yeah. I like, like some like of the butter. jerk in there. Yeah, some of the jerk is good, but I think I think it's just the launch that they cleaned up a little bit. I really liked looking down as soon as they launched us to see all the crap, miscellaneous junk that was just <laughs> on top of the in ride. In the water. Like they, they had so many hats uh, and wristbands that just fell off. So glasses. many hats. So good. God, I just want to be in Universal. I can't believe they they squandered (laughs) their time. That girl, Carson, was like, we're not here to have fun. We're not here to enjoy Universal Studios and all it has to offer. We are here to cheer. Fuck you, Carson. I want to ride rides, and I'm going to do that. Anyway, yeah, follow us. Um, (laughs) Tell us what your favorite Universal ride is um talk to us about universal studios talk to us about theme parks in general i'm gonna be the one answering them because it's my passion in life hey australia um, and also what, what theme parks are over by you hey australia tell us about your theme, you parks. theme parks do you have cool there? theme parks I, you definitely do tell us your best ones and tell them tell me um give me recommendations uh tell me to come there because i probably will if you give me cool theme parks mm-hmm. to go to uh and also rate and review us on itunes let it hit us with that algorithm love smack us <laughs> all right yeah very direct yeah. just smack lick our abs <laughs> <laughs> we I will can't. we will see you see you all, all in the movies that's what universal says in 2007 2007 <laughs> And I would have liked this podcast episode more if I had gotten my cup of coffee. That's a mummy. Oh seven. I will never end it. I will never end this episode. You can still hear me, CJ. You're gonna hear me in this recording. You're gonna be like, <laughs> gonna be like, God damn it, Alexa, end this recording, and I'm gonna be like, no. Actually, yes, I will. Bye, CJ. In the future, bye, future CJ. <laughs> <laughs>